It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk Baltimore Orioles. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we do every Friday, we're continuing our Farm Friday series talking about the Baltimore Orioles. So, ton of talent in this system and some really interesting guys we have to discuss. So, uh, as we always do, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up. So, Low A and high A. Low A is the Delmarva Shorebirds in Salisbury, Maryland. 68 and 52 last year. And really interesting couple prospects here. And they're interesting because we haven't seen them a lot. So number eight overall prospect in the system, uh, Heston Kierstad. 2020 first round guy. You'll remember he was taken like second overall. Kind of surprising. Uh, the Orioles thought that if the my, the college season had finished, he would end up being the best college player. But hasn't played in a game yet because he had myocarditis, uh, inflammation of the heart. So obviously no 2020 season, lost all of 2021 to that, um, was was, uh, shut down, was working back to that, and then um, is on the 60-day IL right now with a hamstring injury. And so it's something where he, you, you drafted him in 2020 in the first round, and he has no stats in professional baseball. None. Uh, and, and so like, there's a, just so much question here. When you looked at him in college, it was a, you know, he was at Arkansas, and it was like, a, okay, he's going to be a middle-of-the-order um, outfielder, corner outfielder for us. You know, huge raw power, uh, can make that translate into games. And there were some moving parts in his swing and you worry about, you know, contact ability and swings and misses and things like that. But it's like, okay, you know, he's, he's going he's gonna to be a typical corner outfielder. He's going to strike out. He's going to mash home runs. He's got a decent enough arm, but he's here for his offense. And then we haven't seen him. And then obviously like the loss of muscle that can come with uh, spending more than a year not doing physical activity like he wasn't able to because of the inflammation of the heart muscle. There's just a lot of questions now about Heston, Heston Kierstad. So he was working out, was getting back to being ready to play, uh, and then was not able to. And so just lots of questions, waiting to see what happens there. I hope he gets the chance to uh, to play. I think he's due to come off the IL in June. It's the first chance he can come off. So let's see if he can uh, show some of the promise that he showed. And then Reed Trimble's another guy. So 2021 competitive balance round B. And then he had shoulder surgery on his left arm in December. He's a switch hitter, throws with his uh, throws on the right side, switch hitter, but can't do anything right now because of that. And last we saw him, it's like okay, you know, very kind of very kind of raw. Only had one year in college, but it's you know, all right, plus plus speed, um, kind of very good contact ability, uh, you know, above average from both sides. Uh, looks like he's going to have be at least an average hitter, above average power. And then a little bit of time last year, but we really just haven't seen him play full-time in full-season ball. So another guy that you hope they can get in the lineup soon. But there's a ton of talent 
at high A Aberdeen. So the Aberdeen Ironbirds. I love that one, we're just continuing to play off the bird theme. Love that. I love when a minor league system just kind of makes sense. Two, I love that all of these affiliates are so close to Baltimore because, and it's something that you've seen some teams take advantage of. Atlanta is a team I can think of where Gwinnett is 30 minutes away from the big league team. And so it's very easy to move guys around. If you have to do a rehab appearance, you can put them in a low A affiliate and then you can move them up to, to uh, the upper minors for rehab assignment, and it's all very close to the ballpark. I love that. You look at some of these teams that are spread out all over the Midwest or spread all over the country, and it's like, what are you doing? Get it, be close to where you are. So, love that. Uh, yeah, sorry. High A Aberdeen Ironbirds, fifty-eight and sixty-one. They came in second place last year. Bunch of talent, and the the big name is Colton Kowser. So 2021 first round pick, very good contact ability. And this is a theme you're going to see from the 2021 draftees of the Orioles, at least the high guys, is they went for guys that had very good bat-to-ball skills, can make contact very well. Uh, Hitters that make hard contact, don't strike out a ton. And so Cotton Kowser is one of those guys. I think he's one of those rare college players that can probably develop more power you don't see that a lot, but it's something where he didn't necessarily play at a huge program. Um, there's still some time that you can he can work on that, uh, but still probably going to cap out at like a 20 home run thing there. Um, it's something where he he has the ability to play in center, and so you don't need him to hit 30, 35 home runs if he's playing in center field. He does have the arm where he can move to to either corner, but if his power is not going to develop past 20 home runs, you want him to stay in center. Uh, but can do that. Looks like, you know, going to start off, like I said, high, at high A right now. Could climb relatively quickly. I think by the end of the year next year, he could be a guy who you are looking at at the door of the major league level. I mean, very like a, a premium bat. He was fifth overall. So seen as one of the better college, college hitters in that class. Uh, sprays line drives all over the field, can hit from foul pole to foul pole. And as he figures out the power and figures out how to incorporate that into his game, because he has more of a contact-oriented swing, I think you're going to see him shoot through the system. But starting off at high A, I expect him to get promoted sometime soon. And then after that, there's some really interesting infield guys here. So Kobe Mayo, uh, number 10 prospect in the system, 2020 fourth-round guy out of high school. He's playing third base right now. Big boy, 6'5", 215. Absolute plus power. And I feel like he's got one of the better offensive upsides in the entire system. So, um, again, very good at, as far as making contact. Something that they prioritized in you know the 2020, 2021 drafts. But uh, very athletic. Has kind of natural strength, has a natural loft in his swing. And so um, somebody that needs to continue to hone his approach, but I think his ability to control for the strike zone is good enough to at least make him an average hitter. Um, his, you know, he hit six home runs and about 80 at-bats last year. So it's something where he showed them that he has the power. He can get it into games. 
and then his arm plus arm i you know and, and it's it's something where he has the arm to stick at third you'll hear as we go on there's a lot of guys who can play third and a lot of guys with really good arms um but feels like he could be a middle of the lineup everyday third baseman not going to say he's going to be their next Manny Machado but can be a you know middle of the lineup everyday third baseman uh, a couple years away from the majors but again one of the better offensive profiles in the entire system. And then um, when he's turning double plays from third, he's throwing to second baseman Connor Norby. So another 2021 draftee, I think he was second round. Same thing, very good contact ability. Uh, They actually got him out of the American Athletic Conference and can be an above average hitter. Um... He does go opposite field a lot, so his power is not going to play up, especially with them having moved some of the fences back in Baltimore. But um, his plate awareness is good enough where I think as he starts to to understand how pitchers are pitching him and gets better at picking up spin out of the hand, he can be more selective with the pitches he does swing and the pitches he doesn't swing at. Uh, I think... I think he's going to stick at second simply because his speed's kind of average. His arm is fringe to average. And so I don't necessarily think moving him farther away from first is a great thing for him. Uh, but I do, I do see him as a guy, despite the average speed, uh, that can definitely be a, a top of the lineup, you know, on base guy, get on, can, can execute the hit and run, can, can, take the extra base and can score runs by the, with the guys behind him putting the ball into play. So I like Connor Norby a lot. And then a really interesting guy that I think we, we've talked about him before, but I think a lot of people are kind of divided on how he's going to do when you look at the different prospect ranking systems in the prospect apparatus, like we always talk about, uh, Cesar Prieto. So um, 2021 IFA out of Cuba, a little bit older than most international free agents when he signed. I think he's going to climb through the system relatively quickly. Um, his hit tool, I think, is better than his power tool. Um, but still good. I mean, right now, he's 18 games in. He's batting 328, 378, 701. So he's got seven home runs already in Aberdeen. So a guy who's going to get promoted relatively quickly. But very little swing and miss. Very good contact ability. A thing the Orioles have prioritized. Uh, didn't show a lot of power when he was in Cuba, but added about 15, 20 pounds since he signed and since he left the country. So uh, if that power sticks, if that power stays, then I definitely see him as a, like combined with the fact that he already has very, very good as far as swing and miss and very good hit tool already. I see him as a guy that could pop out of this system and could come on the scene quickly. I expect to see him come out of Aberdeen relatively quickly and get a double-A assignment as soon as there's space. You'll hear about that in just a minute. Um, but someone who, he's my pick as far as uh, the, the guy who may overachieve or may climb up the prospect rankings out of this system simply because he's so much more advanced than other guys at this level, both athletically and in the game of baseball. And in just a minute, I do want to explain some of that position logjam at AA. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Summer is coming. And with summer, you have to, to make sure that you're always hydrated. You always have plenty of food. And you know, you're, you're going to need that food on the go. So throw Built Bars in your bags, whether it's your pool bag, it's your backpack. 
Uh, it's, you know, it's your, your purse, whatever it may be. Throw it in there so you have it. Built Bars are healthy and delicious. They're all covered 100% real chocolate. They're usually 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So we, there's the bars. There's the puffs. The puffs are the protein-infused marshmallows. And if you don't know which flavors you like or which flavors you want, you can go online and get the, the new box. The mixed box has 12 flavors combined of bars and puffs, so you can try everything. Um, the puffs, banana cream pie. Churro. One of our locked on hosts puts the churro puff in his coffee in the morning. Next time I have a churro puff, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, but, and then the bars, there's, you know, uh, there's peanut butter brownie, there's uh, mint brownie, there's cherry barcia, all of those really fun, interesting flavors. So go to built.com, um, check out the list of all of the flavors and sign up for, for the email so you know when they roll out new things. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. I've been reminding you now, if Mother's Day is on Sunday, if you have not bought anything, pause this, go to BlueNile.com. Uh, Blue Nile has, whether it's Everyday Subtle Elegance, or a statement piece. They have whatever you might possibly need for your mom. Uh, the greatest thing is they have people to help you. So their, um, their help desk, you can chat with them, you can call them, they can walk you through what you, um, like what would be the best gift for your mom. Um, it might be a elegant tennis bracelet, it might be a gemstone pendant necklace, it might be diamond earrings. Um, if you have, like, if 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 it's if she's now a grandmother, if you have children, uh, you can go in there and you can get. They can custom make jewelry with specific birthstones, so you can do the birthstones of your grandchildren. Not that I've done that or anything, but you absolutely can do that. So, this Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get fifty dollars off of five hundred. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So the AA Bowie Bay Sox in Bowie, Maryland. Last year, 73-47. Good season. But absolutely stacked in the infield. So they've got three um three top 15 top 16 prospects. But this this infield is absolutely just a murderer's row. So number 4 prospect shortstop slash third baseman Gunnar Henderson. I'll explain all these guys have slashes and I'll explain where they should play later. Uh but so 2019 second round guy out of high school was actually an Auburn commit and they spent 2.3 million over slot um, to, to keep him away from Auburn, or else I'd be covering him now. Uh, but uh, somebody where offensive first shortstop with plus power. So, I mean, kind of like that new modern example, um, like a more consistent Dansby Swanson is kind of what I'm thinking about when I say modern day bat first shortstop. Good defense, can make all of the routine plays, can make quite a few of the spectacular ones, but is there to contribute offense before Dansby's cold streak right now. 
Uh, so average hitter plus power. He struck out more as he's climbed through the minors, but his contact rates have gotten better. So he's start. He, he's it's an interesting dynamic. He's going more. He's trending more towards that three true outcomes kind of thing, but. he's making the right decisions as far as what to swing at and what not to swing at. Um, Really quick hands, he can get the the barrel into the zone relatively quickly, and so you're not fooling him a bunch. Um, As he figures out the kinetic chain and makes sure everything connects, he's going to unlock some more pull power. He is 6'3". There's a chance as he puts on weight, he might end up needing to move short off a shortstop. I think it's fine if he does that because the next guy can play shortstop. But if you have to put him at third, it's fine because he's got a plus arm. He's got above average speed. And then he's got very, very good aggressiveness on the bases where... And I'm, I, I, I was telling myself when I was doing all my research and getting everything ready, I wasn't going to compare a guy to Manny Machado. But I think, and I'm not comparing him to Manny Machado, but I think that he has the ability to develop into that type of all-star, top five at his position in MLB talent. I think Gunnar Henderson has the ability to do that. So very excited to see what he does. I do think he may eventually end up moving to third, and I think that's fine. Uh, Because the next guy, uh, number six overall prospect, Jordan Westberg, it's probably going to pay short. So 2020 first round supplemental guy out of Mississippi State, 6'3", 203. Um, went from low A to double A in one season last year. So above average hitter, can, has, has been able to adjust to his competition level every time. One of those guys you can aggressively promote, he's going to have a small adjustment period and then it's going to click and he's going to figure it out. Um. He he kind of cleaned up some stuff with his swing last year when he hit when he hit double A, uh, that you know that let him get to the zone uh, to the zone the bat in the zone quicker and keep it there for longer. When he did that, um, it helped him unlock some of that power. So I do think he's going to end up like a twenty home run power guy. Um, you know, doesn't chase a ton. He got better at, about not striking out as he progressed and went up levels. So he's figuring it out. And then defensively. Plus runner absolutely has um, the reads, the routes, the reactions, everything that you need to play shortstop at the major league level. Also has a, a big arm where he can play third base. So very useful. I think even in like a worst case scenario, you're looking at a utility guy who can play third, who can play second, who can play short. But I do think he can stick it short long term and be your be your shortstop. I really like what we see. And then in the infield with him as well is Joey Ortiz, 16th prospect in the system, uh, listed as shortstop slash second baseman. And that's something where, again, he's played multiple things. He played third base in college as a freshman, then played short. Um, he's added a, he's added a bunch of, of muscle to his, to his body. And so um, I, think he's, I think he can be a true shortstop. I think he may end up at second. Um, he does have the range for second. He has the arm for third. So again, as guys, if one of these guys doesn't pan out, they can move some of these other guys around to cover, whether it's second, short, third. I think right now he's playing second in Bowie. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, shows on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Just let me know if I got that wrong. But 
Um, he, as he's developed physically, he's started to unlock. I don't think he's ever going to get really past average power. And that's why I think ultimately he ends up at second is because you don't want to sacrifice the power of a corner infield spot, especially what a Gunnar Henderson might be able to do. So Ortiz kind of fits more in that up the middle defender that has a decent contact ability and okay power. Um, but absolutely feel like he can stick at the big league level and be a big league regular. And then these guys are joined by Drew Rom. So the 17th prospect, a lefty, and really curious to watch more of Drew Rom. So 2018 fourth rounder out of high school. And the reason I want to watch more of Drew Rom is he has a very, a very risky profile. And by risky profile, I mean what he does well. He's a finesse guy. Uh, doesn't have overpowering velo. I think he can get his fastball up to around 94, but he sits 92 or so. So not amazing velo. Um, he's got a slider that's kind of average. He's got a splitter that's fringe average. He's got a changeup. He's got a curveball. He can make them all work off of each other. He can control them pretty decently. But nothing is overpowering. And so, you know, without that premium velo, he's relying on finesse. And if he ever goes out there and doesn't have control, well, you know, you leave a splitter middle, middle and see what happens. So I'm intrigued to watch more of him uh, just to kind of see what he does, see how he develops. And in just a minute, I do want to cover the AAA Norfolk Tides. Uh, they have some big prospects there. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and your sports info. Um, you can get the latest sports developments, whether it's the basketball playoffs, obviously the MLB season. We got hooked up with the Rookie of the Year odds just the other day. Uh, this weekend is the Kentucky Derby, so everything about the run to the roses is there. BetOnline is your continued source for all of that sports wagered information. Live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. So there was a couple promotions of guys to the AAA level. Catcher Adley Rutschman, who we initially expected to break camp with the big league team and be the big league um, starting catcher. Had a triceps injury, missed a good portion of the spring, was rehabbing in Bowie. He's now been promoted to AAA Norfolk. We've talked, everybody's talked a lot about him. I'm pretty sure I have an episode where I discuss him for 15 minutes. So um, Adley Rutschman's at AAA Norfolk. I expect him to get called up once we pass the Super 2 deadline. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez is also at AAA Norfolk. So the right-hand pitcher, he is the number two prospect in the system. There's discussion that he may be the new number one pitching prospect in baseball. Uh, 6'5", 220, 2018 first-round guy out of high school. And uh, he, he, was, he shared the minor league pitcher of the year award in 2019 and then won it again in 2021. Um, he had 14.1 strikeouts per nine innings over 100 innings last year, and just, I mean, he's got, he's got a, a, a fantastic fastball, he's got a fantastic slider, he's, um, he's got a pretty, a pretty good changeup, and a decent curveball, uh, has a cutter he throws in there occasionally, very, like, physically, he very much looks like a starter, 6'5", 220, you know, plenty of of size on him, endure, you know, for durability to make it through an entire season. Um, looks like he, I mean, potential to be a number two, worst case, probably a number three. And again, as I've said before, when we say worst case, we mean 
Worst case of the likely outcomes, not he completely collapses and does not work out. We all know that's a, that's a possible thing with every single prospect. When I say worst case, I mean if he works out, he's probably worst case a middle of the, of the rotation guy. Um, and then best case, probably a number two, maybe even uh, contending for a number one. Some people thought he was going to get called up, and he didn't because Kyle Bradish was already on the 40-man roster. We'll get to Kyle Bradish in just a second. But uh, Grayson Rodriguez, I think so far this season, he's thrown 22 innings, 33 strikeouts, um, so maybe five walks. Absolutely looks good. Again, the slider's plus. Uh, the changeup's a weapon. The fastball's plus. Almost elite. Can spot it wherever he wants it. He, hit a, you know, he can hit 100 with it if he needs to. Very good. And then the, but another guy that came up with Rutschman from double A AA to triple A is lefty DL Hall. So 2017 first rounder out of high school, uh, actually out of South Georgia, where I'm from. And 21st pick in the draft. When he's been healthy, he's looked really good. He had um, he only had seven starts for Bowie last year. Dominant starts, but only had seven starts before he got hurt. Uh, he had a, I think it was like a stress reaction in his elbow. And so, uh, best fastball in the system. Um, really, you know, good slider, good changeup, good curveball. He can hit 100 relatively easily. Fastball averages 97. Um, he spent some time in 2020 during the missing season at the alternate site working on, make, on separating his breaking ball. So he's got a plus slider in the 80s, like the mid-80s. He's got a curveball that's a little bit slower. He's got a changeup. And I think that, he has a, like, the question here is, can his control work out enough to be a starter? So right now, he can be a high leverage late inning reliever because the fastball is so good. Um, the slider and changeup are both effective as well. Uh, if he can get his command where it needs to be, he walked, I think it was um, in 2019, he walked four and a half guys per nine innings. So if he can get the control where it needs to be, he absolutely can be a number three starter uh, and a guy that you're going to be really happy with in, you know, every, when he comes up every five days to pitch. Um, another guy at this level outfielder, Kyle Stowers, 2019 second round guy out of Stanford. Feel really good about him. Um, they want to see, he's going to finish up his development at AAA. He may be at the big league level. Um, this year, um, and I think we're probably going to do a show where we talk about some of these guys that are at AAA you might get called up this year, and he's going to be in that. Uh, because I do want to take a second and talk about, about Kyle Bradish. If you've been following us on Twitter, I talked about this the other day, that he was going to be the one called up, and in fact he was. He was one of the pitchers acquired in the Dylan Bundy deal in December 2019. So 2018 fourth rounder out of college, and fastball, slider, both pretty good. Uh, the curveball is above average. The changeup is only like fringe, fringe to average. But he's tall, 6'4", 190. Really unique delivery. He comes almost straight down at you. And so it's a little uncomfortable for hitters to deal with. It kind of throws off what you're trying to do when you're watching him. Um, fastball sits mid-90s, 95 or so. Can easily hit 97, 98. Uh, kind of... It feels like it gets on you faster than it actually does. So it, it, it plays up off of its speed. Uh, the slider um, sits around 86, really effective against righties. He's got a curveball in the low 80s he uses against lefties. 
Um, I think both of those, he doesn't, like both the, the, the curveball and his changeup, he doesn't throw them enough. So um, something I want to see him when he makes his starts in Baltimore, I want to see how much he uses the curveball and the changeup. Obviously, part of that's lineup dependent. If you have a bunch of you have a bunch of righties, you're not throwing a bunch of curveballs. But still, I want to see him use those a little more. And then when he first got to AAA, he struggled a little bit with walks, and I think it was because he had to learn about not necessarily trying to be perfect on every single pitch, but to just go out there and do your stuff. And if he can get a little more consistent with the release point and the timing. And the delivery, I think that because his his arm slot is so unique, I think he really has the ability to transcend what people think is going to be that number four role. I do feel really good about what where he's going to be. Uh, but either way, I can be very excited to watch what Kyle Bradish does. Hopefully, Rutschman, Rodriguez all join him relatively soon, um, and we can we can get the Orioles system and the Orioles big league team out of that hole that everybody kind of makes jokes about when they talk about bad MLB teams. I saw Jeff Passan made a tweet today about the Reds and Orioles fans are like, Hey, he's not talking about us being bad. It's great. So hopefully some of these guys can get up to the big leagues level and we can figure that out soon. Uh, if you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby baseball. The show's on Twitter at locked on farm, or you can email us locked on MLB prospects at gmail.com. Mailbag is on Monday. So send those in. I'm very excited to get your questions. I love, that's my favorite show every week is the Monday show. So get those in. But until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh